0: Welcome to Your Ink Story, a podcast exploring what humans have in common through the stories behind the body art folks wear. I'm your host, Andy Lyons, and I hope these ink inspirational short stories sharing the heart behind tattoos fascinate you and leave you feeling more meaningfully connected to humanity. This is Season 1, Episode 17, and our guest, C.C. Chapman, a brilliant marketing strategist and college professor, shares how he was vacationing in Sedona, Arizona years ago and was so inspired by a well-known local artist that he spontaneously stepped into a tattoo studio, shared his vision for the design, and got his first tattoo. Cece gave his next two tattoos a lot more thought and you will love learning about the inspiring quotes he chose for each forearm. One from Token, the other from Anthony Bourdain. Welcome to your ink story, Cece. I'm so delighted you're here to share your ink story. How you doing?
1: I'm doing fantastic, and I'm I'm excited for this conversation. I love the show idea. I love talking tattoos, so thank you for having me.
0: <laughs> well, folks, Cece lives right down the road from me, and I've had the genuine pleasure to know him and follow his online marketing advice for, hold on, over 12 years. Woo-hoo! So Cece, long time, long time. <laughs> before we dive into your tattoo stories, please let folks know how you glow in the world.
1: So I am a professor of practice at Wheaton College down in North Massachusetts, where I helped build the business program over the last six years. And we're a small liberal arts college where I get to teach the next generation of marketers and business students and thinkers and mavericks and change makers and misfits and it's absolutely my life's calling after spending decades in corporate America doing fun marketing stuff. And hopefully, one of these days, I'll write another book too that's so in the cards, hopefully, in the near future.
0: I think it's wonderful because you are influencing and impacting young minds so they can go on and do remarkable things in their lives. You're giving them permission to be fully expressed through your teachings and your own life experiences so bravo to you i'm so happy so thank you let's dive into your tattoo stories when did you get that
1: first tattoo how
0: old were you what inspired you to wear body art tell us everything
1: i knew i always wanted ink it was just something that i wanted i know some people are very freewheeling my daughter's this way she'll just walk into a tattoo shop and be like i'll get this i i really put a lot of thought in it and I was on vacation with my wife in Sedona, Arizona, where if you've ever been, there's lots of art out around, right? And lots of sculptures. And there's this artist, Bill Ronell, who sadly passed away a couple of years ago, but he does these massive 20 foot shamans. Is his, his, his well, He did lots of art, but that's what he's known for. And I just fell in love with it. Fell in love with it. And for some reason, I was just like, oh my gosh, I, I think I want that as a tattoo. And I want it now. My wife was funny because we're on vacation. And this was... 25 years ago, because it was before my son was born. And I suddenly went, I want to get this tattoo before I leave. I feel like I need to get this done in Sedona. Sedona is very creative, very spiritual, very, there's an energy there if you haven't been. And and I, I, thankfully, I found an artist who, this is pre-Instagram. So I literally just went into a tattoo shop and started looking at people's work and found a guy who had an opening and I showed him some pictures I'd taken. I said, I want like something like this. And he did a, he did a tattoo on me and on my arm. And that was the first one, and then it'd be a decade before I'd get another one. But that was the first one where I was like, okay, I like this. I left it up to the artist's interpretation, pretty much. I said, here's sort of what I'm going for. And it's funny, because it was my first tattoo, but it wasn't visible. So, like, nobody knew I had a tattoo for the longest time, which is fine. It wasn't, like, I just thought that was a good meaty chunk of a place to a tattoo near my shoulder.
0: And so were you nervous like when you sat down to that chair? Because it was a random thing. I mean, you did give it some thought, but you were yeah. on vacation for crying out loud.
1: So you walk yeah, into I, this studio well, and you I sit was scared down- to death. <laughs> yeah, the- I hate needles. I hate needles. And the idea of, of of you know having a needle jabbing into my arm with ink and it freaked me out. And a true story, I mean, literally, um, the minute he started, all of a sudden, he's like, you're going to pass out like immediately, like automatically. And I'm like, yeah, I am. What's going on? And and I remember the guy was so cool. He was just like, listen, your body's freaking out. It's like, what are you doing to me? And now I know it felt like when you pass out from heat exhaustion or you get too hot, like that wave came over me. And I still get that. I get it when I get Novocaine or when I first get a tattoo, like it automatically my body freaks out. And now I'm not as scared, but it it was so funny. I remember he sprayed me with this cold water with eucalyptus leaves. I was like, Oh, this is peaceful. And then we proceeded and it was fine. Like literally it's a, that first minute or two of a tattoo, I still have that happen. But yeah, I was super nervous. And it, it's it was one of those things and it just, it hit me. I just felt like I have to do this. And if I leave without this tattoo, you know, it was one of those things. We didn't have kids yet. We didn't have a lot of money yet. So paying for a tattoo was like, this is kind of extravagant, but I'm so glad I did it.
0: Oh my gosh. And listeners, what was it like when you had your first tattoo were you nervous were you excited did you almost faint? Did you have to like fan yourselves <laughs> i mean let us know hop on over to instagram at tell me your ink story is our handle and let us know in the comment section what it was like for you or wherever you're tuning in in the comment section let us know what it was like for you when you had your first tattoo And I love, Cece, that it was a meaningful moment for you. Like you were just compelled. I need this piece of art on my body and I'm going to go through this, whatever it takes to make it happen. So as you got up and you left and you were with your tattoo for a few days, what was that like?
1: Well, I remember thinking, okay, this hurts. (laughs) You know, that moment afterwards, it feels like someone's like scratched you. It was, it was fun. And then. It wasn't fun, like, peeling on the airplane. I always remember that, that weird itchy phase afterwards. But I kept looking at it constantly. I couldn't stop looking at it. And I remember the first time, like, going in the bathroom to take a shower once it's healed. And you're like, what the heck's that in the mirror? And it's funny, too, because, like, where this is still a simple tattoo, it's not very colorful. It's the only tattoo I have that has color in it, too. So still to this day, sometimes it catches my, you know, it's just a simple blue scarf on it. But... I, when I see it sometimes, I'm like, oh yeah, I forget that. I, I kind of forget that I have it because when well, my other tattoos are all visible, it's it, I kind of forget. But no, I loved it. I was so happy and I got home. And I remember we got back and showing like my parents and everything. I'm like, hey, I brought back the coolest souvenir ever. And I'm so glad. It was, no regrets. None at all.
0: I love it. And then when did you get your next tattoo and what is it?
1: The next tattoo, next tattoo was a long time coming, and it was just one of those things. Like I, I don't know. I kept thinking about tattoos, but I was always like, I want to make sure I have it. I'm a big fan of telling people. I tell people now. I'm like, you have an idea for a tattoo, sit with it. Like unless you're gonna like go get it right away. But I'm a big fan of like sit with it, think about it. You know, make sure it's something you want. And my next one, <laughs> it was New Year's Eve, and I had the flu, and I was at home, and I vividly remember sitting down like binge, and this was pre-streaming, but we had on demand. So I binge watched LA Inc. for eight hours. I'm like, I need a new tattoo. And I ended up getting, this one was really personal because I'm a big Tolkien fan and I'm also an author. So on my forearm, it says, not all those who wander are lost. You see it now on Jeeps and you see it all over the place. So it's a little cliche, but as a Tolkien fan, I always love that poem that it's from in his books. But then I also, I mean, I got it much more personalized because I just finished my second book amazing things will happen and there's a tree on the cover so I have the tree on on it and then I also a big Robert Frost fan so I have a path diverging I went to the artist and said here's what I'm thinking um and the funny part my wife still laughs at me because it's on my right forearm which is my writing hand and I remember saying to my wife, Are you okay with me getting this tattoo? And my wife, we've been together forever. Uh, we just celebrated our wedding anniversary the other day. And she's like, Why are you asking me? You don't have to ask me. I'm like, I, well, I don't know. It's going to be visible. Does that bug you or me? She's like, No, not at all. And I was like, Okay, I just, it was one of those things I felt like asking. And that was a big change because all of a sudden I'm doing a lot of public speaking at that time, giving keynotes. And I remember the first time I'm up on stage and I'm moving my hands around talking and all of a sudden at the corner of my head, I keep seeing this black spot on my arm. Like, what is that? It's my tattoo. But yeah, that one meant, that one meant a lot.
0: Did you get it locally, Cece? Was it someone yeah. nearby here?
1: Yeah, there's uh, Dan Blythewood at Ghost in the Machine Tattoo. I have a friend, Lauren Vargas. She's OG. Lauren is covered. Um, but I remember she just got this beautiful raven on her arm and it said, nevermore. And I said, oh my gosh, who did that art? And she's like, this guy Dan blithewood. And Dan's now done both my arms. So I went to this guy and I said, listen, here's what I'm thinking. And you know, he he did a great job working with me to make it exactly what I wanted. And then I went, and I will say, after going from a shoulder piece to a full forearm piece, totally different experience, but but a great one. Absolutely. In what great way? One.
0: What way was it different? Well,
1: just I wasn't as nervous. It was a much longer process. Obviously, you know, your listeners know where you get the tattoo does matter, what it feels like. Plus, my first one doesn't have a lot of shading and where this one's black and gray. I had my first experience with the fun, quote unquote, of shading, how that feels. It's a whole other sensory thing. But plus it was it was much longer. It was a couple hours. And then I probably st- stared at my arm for weeks just because it was visible. You know, Everything I did, I could see it there. So it was and it was a whole different thing, too, because now everywhere I went, everybody knew I had ink. So
0: well, and there's so many things going on there because the token quote is so powerful. Yeah. Especially for who you be in the world, CC. you are an explorer, right? And you help. Exactly. And
1: that's people. why, yeah, that's why I've always loved that quote. Plus I've, my whole career I've wandered a lot and I love to travel. Yeah. I know it, there's a whole bunch of check boxes that it checked. And plus it, I always joke now, even still today, like very often, very rare. I mean, people will see the quote and they know the quote, but the few times when someone's like, oh, Tolkien, nice. I'm like, yes yes it's not just some quote on a jeep or a life is good t-shirt we're friends now i would not put those words lightly because it quotes and stuff i mean you got to be very careful. plus lettering fades i appreciate you saying it because that's the other it does it fits me which is why i wanted it
0: and it's a it's a touchstone it's a reminder for you too as you bring yourself into the world whether it's in the classroom as a keynote speaker or even more importantly because I know this about you, you're a phenomenal writer, and writing Thank is you. so important as an outlet when you are creative, when you are an artistpreneur, so to speak. And listeners, of course, you're going to be able to see CC Chapman's tattoos. Hop on over to Instagram or over on TikTok or the YouTube channel to see the reel of his tattoos, but also. On Instagram listeners, I'm always sharing the tattoo artists and how they do things like shading. So if you're curious of doing something more than a light sketch on your body, if you're like me and you've never had a tattoo, but you're really excited to get one and you want to see how they're done, follow your ink story. Tell me your ink story is the handle on Instagram and you'll see I'm sharing tattoos all the time from amazing artists around the world. And so tell us about your other
1: tattoos, Cece. So I always joke about the fact that one arm is Tolkien, the other is Anthony Bourdain. When he passed away, that was a that was a really, really bad day in my world. I love... He, he had my dream job. Plain and simple. Like, that's my dream job is, is what Anthony Bourdain did. But the traveling, the trying the food, and then later when it evolved more into, like, social commentary. But after he passed away, I knew I wanted something... I have the journey changes you and they've got a little map and everything. It's kind of old world map and a compass rose. And it's part of a longer quote that I should have memorized but the whole gist of it is that when you travel, the journey should change you. You should come away scarred or changed. And that's how I like to travel. I don't want to go to some all-inclusive resort. I want to go walk around the town and meet random strangers. That's how I live. But the other story behind this, though, was um, my daughter. I always promised her that when she turned eight, if she waited to get her first tattoo when she was 18, I would pay for whatever she wanted. And I took her to Dan Blythewood, and she got this beautiful safety pin on her wrist and it was funny because I joke about it now. I'm like, kid, I said I'd pay for your first tattoo Tattoo, you got something very simple. Like you could have like gone nuts because now she's covered in ink. But I couldn't take my daughter for her first tattoo and not get ink. And so, yeah, so it was, I felt bad because I watched her get done and then Dan did this one. And so I always talk about how my forearms, which I wear short sleeve shirts or I always have my, even if I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt, it's always rolled up. I always talk about, you know, I'm presenting, you know, these are two really important aspects of my life is traveling and the journey changes you and not all those who wander are lost kind of shapes what my, my philosophy, my beliefs are. And if anybody connects with you, I've never had anybody realize it's a Bourdain quote, that day will happen, which is I've had people, especially students read them and ask me questions about them. And I love that that, that, that's the story.
0: I love that you have these quotes on your forearms so people can see them and Those who are curious are going to ask the questions. And one of the main purposes behind your ink story, Cece, is to get more people to... Be curious and have the courage. And honestly, when I launched the podcast, all of a sudden friends say, no, I'm getting text messages. I'm sitting beside this person at the bar and they're telling me about their tattoo (laughs) stories. I never would have asked them before. And this is how we can not only connect more deeply with each other, but we can ignite conversations that go beyond the surface. So your quotes are so powerful and especially honoring Anthony in such a meaningful way because he really touched. Millions of people's
1: lives. If you don't mind, I want to put out like to your listeners, there's one tattoo I'm looking to get and I haven't found an artist yet. So I am a born and raised Prince fan, like diehard Prince fan. And him passing away was literally a horrible, like people texting me, like, cc are you okay? And I want to get a watercolor ink tattoo of a dove, like a dove crying. And I've yet to find a watercolor artist in the New England area who has the skills, because I'm really picky. That would be my next tattoo, so.
0: Hey, anybody we'll listening? see, but if there's
1: anybody listening, please contact me.
0: <laughs> in the New England area, now that it's on my radar, I'll be looking for you. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to hear more about that. As a speaker in front of the classroom, of course, you're going to get from the Gen Z's welcome for your tattoos and curiosity. But when you are out in the corporate world or at a networking event and people see tattoos,
1: How are they responding? I've never had, and I think, you know, part of it is the privilege that comes with being a white male. I've never had anybody openly question it. And I mean, I have had plenty of students ask me, hey, are tattoos going to hold me back from getting jobs? And I tell them point blank, yes, potentially it might. Um, But I also, I'm a big believer in you be you, because if somebody is not going to hire you or if someone's going to like Badmouth me at a network event because I have ink. I don't want to deal with that sort of person. I just life's too damn short for it. That I don't deal with that very very well. And I've always been you know I do follow the belief the belief that I remember my parents telling me one time you know you never get a tattoo that you can't cover up so you'll never see you know my hands or anything. you know just it's one of those old school things I think thinking about. Plus I have no desire for that. But no, I've been very very fortunate. I am also the sort of where for the majority of my career i am in boots jeans and a dark dress shirt i am not in a suit you will never see me in a t- last time i wore a tie i was when i graduated college i think i'm comfortable with myself and the tattoos are just part of it and i don't cover them up because i hate i've always hated, it has nothing to do with tattoos but i've always hated dress shirts being buttoned at my wrist something that drives me nuts so i usually roll them up so they're always visible and i knew that when i got them and i always told myself well, Stacey, you're not going to be a banker. It's okay. But even now, I mean, it's, you're starting to slowly see it. You know, and Absolutely. it's going to change because I know I'm teaching classrooms full of students every day. I'm seeing there's more and more ink.
0: Oh, yeah. The stats were just the millennial generation. It's almost 40% have ink. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's
1: changing.
0: It's going to be
1: fun. It's going to be fun seeing the grandparents and, and with ink. I can't wait. You know, someday I think about that. Someday I hope to be a grandfather. It's one of my few bucket list things left. I think it's going to be fun that this whole generation of little kids growing up with their grandparents having ink. It's going to be great.
0: I love that word. I'm excited. Thing. What would you like to see change about the perception of tattoos? How would you like to see society shift?
1: I would love to see people realize that it is an art form. I think it. I think it's it's taken a big step. You know, the fact that with with Instagram and social media being around, you can see the art that goes into it. Too many people used to think tattoos were sailors and bikers. You know, and, and there's nothing wrong with that style. of ta- I love the old the old school tattoo, but now you see. I you know I've seen. I was looking at your Instagram. You know, the the patch style or the sticker style or you know the watercolor, the art form is constantly evolving, and I hope people realize that it is an art form. I mean, I went to a I went to a photo gallery one time, semi recently, at, at an arboretum, and they had a beautiful photo exhibit, and it was all around natural tattoos, so lots of flowers, and that sort of vibe. But it was treated just like it was an art gallery, as it should have been. And it was gorgeous. I'd like to think we're past, but I know we're not in some circles, but I'd like to think to get past the fact that the the, the, the sort of person, the type of person who gets a tattoo is not, there isn't one. They used, to, they used to have all kinds of connotations. And it still probably does to some people, but I think those people are slowly dying out, you know? Yeah. Uh, I want people to realize that usually, the people, like I instantly approach anybody with a tattoo as they're either creative or at least they know themselves. You know, there's lots of reasons why you get tattoos, but anybody who has ink is pu- public ink too, like visible ink is probably more self-aware than someone who doesn't have it because getting something permanently put on your body is a big deal. You know, even if it's a drunk night mistake, it's, it's still a big deal to make that decision. So I, I, that's what I hope. I hope. People embrace the art form that is tattoos.
0: I love it. And on episode 15, listeners, we chat with Jasmine Godbolt, who is an entrepreneur. She's a startup founder and she happily goes sleeveless and shares her tattoos because they are all touchstones to help her stay motivated to keep growing. And most importantly, to remember to love herself. So, you know, tattoos are very powerful for our state of mind, who we be, but also. We're seeing a lot more connection around humanity versus race, color, religion, et cetera. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much, Cece, for joining me on the Your Ink Story podcast. I'm so grateful for your inspirational insights about the art of tattoos and the heart and stories behind your tattoos. You've helped us connect more deeply with each other throughout this entire conversation. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. I don't get to talk about them very often, so it was a ton of fun to talk about tattoos. And just one thing for your listeners: if someone's out there listening and thinking about getting a tattoo, ignore everybody. There's no right or wrong way to get a tattoo. Do what makes you happy. If you want to get it, get it. If you're a suburban mom and want to get, I don't care. You know, do what makes you happy. That's a good advice for life. As long as it's not hurting anybody else, tattoos are going to hurt you for the moment you're getting them. It's worth it. Just go do it. But get a good artist always
0: always if you need some suggestions hop on over to the your ink story instagram feed we're always showing off tattoo artists from around the world okay until next time everybody i'm wishing you an inspirational day cheers thank you for listening to this episode of your ink story please rate and review this podcast wherever you are tuning in and if this episode inspired you, please share it so we can all feel more connected through our common humanity and lived experiences. If you or someone you know would like to share a meaningful ink story on the podcast, please send me an email, Andy at inkstory.com, along with a brief description. Feel free to share your thoughts about this episode via a voicemail message by visiting yourinkstory.com. And when you get to the website, just tap the podcast mic icon located in the lower right-hand corner of the screen, and leave your message. Until next time, I'm wishing you a delicious day everywhere you glow. Cheers!